When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Space The final frontier These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise Its continuing mission To explore strange new worlds To seek out new life and new civilizations To boldly go where no one has gone before I am, I am rolling. Um, well, um, Veronica's not here, so a somber beginning to honestly what I expect to be a wonderful pair of episodes. Today on our episode, we are covering Gambit, um, a truly great pair of episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation, season seven. And Veronica is here. She's just kind of hooking up her sound system Veronica just showed up. She's chronically late to stuff, and we gave up on her and started recording. And now she is exactly. here hooking my her stuff up. My co-host today, we're mm-hmm. having get Veronica Osario as a guest uh, later in the episode. But my co-host today, you know him, uh, Lieutenant Commander Stevens on Lower Deck, but also a writer on Lower Deck. You've seen him on College Humor. Please welcome Plural. Mike Dex. Please welcome my contrary guest. Of honor and also co-host Ben Rogers. Hey guys, thanks so much for having me back. Oh my Love. god, I'm. S- <laughs> what? What's no, going on? Don't you say things? Oh, don't I? I don't say things. All right. No, do say things. Oh Jesus Christ! It's a classic episode of Treks in the City. Hey, at least you guys told me to watch the right episode this time. This is like <gasps> a huge true. step up. We Last are, time I was on, you gave me the wrong episode to watch. We are stepping our shit mm-hmm. right up. Let's uh, make sure that you, Veronica, are recording. Okay. Well, go ahead and do that. If you if you have been listening to Silence, Veronica has been talking and not recording. Um, you, Ben, used to, we used to be neighbors Mm-hmm. And now everything's changed. So much has changed for me and for you. And you are not my neighbor anymore because you moved. And I also moved. Um, I'm in my brand new house in, I'm not going to say where it is because people listen to this podcast. As we've, the freaks that listen to this podcast will track you down. Bunch of fucking pervs. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, what is the percentage of pervs to non pervs listening to Trek in the City right now? <laughs> oh, uh, Perps, perps, and perps. Possible perps. Possible perps. Not yet accused. Like people who have yet to be accused. Sixty forty. A lot of female perps, though. So I feel. Oh, a little that's safer that's there. fun. Mixing that's it fun. up. Yeah. Everybody think. I would say, you know, you say perv. First thing that pops in your head, probably a guy. Okay. Okay. Well, that was great. Ben Rogers, great everybody. Joke, great intro. Oh, thank you. All right, guys, calm down. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Right. All right, everybody. Simmer down. Oh, come on. Ben, Um, can I just say, like, that uh, between your bandana and your hair and that, like, whatever foot that is and the cat and the plant. Totally. New Ben. New Ben. I got a lot going on. Yeah, I mean, but it looks like kind of too perfect. I just, I have one critique and it's just like, it looks great. Too great, maybe. Too great. Yeah, it's a criticism I get often. Look too great. (laughs) (laughs) Just from like. It just looks awesome. Like sort of a reverse backhanded cat call. Hey, come on, you're looking too great. 
Tone it down. Come on, smile less. Tone it down. <laughs> Be great if you men... lighten up the room too bright. If who, men who told... throws that at you? <laughs> like if men were telling women to smile, but then they saw a guy smiling and they're like, hey, quit smiling. Like they tell the guys to stop. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop smiling. What are you so happy about? <laughs> so the entire problem this entire time has been about smiles and gender. You nailed it. That's what it. we're saying. That's so. what, exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> nailed it again. This is one of my favorite podcasts. It's <laughs> fucking smooth as butter, baby. Every time. I hate you. <laughs> so, so critical. I'm just like not trying try not to engage with this, but I'm very upset right now. Because <laughs> I don't have a way to defend myself because of the, no, how I, I entered. So I'm like, fuck. Every I time. I am curious. Like, so... Like when you record an episode normally and never normally you stop and you take your headphones off. Like, do you just keep them on and walk around the house? Like, I'm curious, like, where do you think they could have gone? I have uh, this AD- type of shit. The, okay. My type of ADD is like it's a backstabber because then I'll find coffee in the freezer from All the time. a week ago or like random like uh I don't know anything like yeah. a lotion in in the stove and shit like that. I and have I'm the same like, thing. Who did this? Mm-hmm. And then I have it's the same me. thing. I just like what's black frustrating out is as I do things, my body keeps going. In fact, like every time I do breath work or any kind of breathing exercises, all the memories that come back are about those times in between. Me too. Where I like so, go away. I go away. I've had that. Happen. That's the like to bring it back to Star Trek. I think that's the ancient Vulcans. They used to have that problem until they changed their lifestyle. Discovered peace. They right. discovered mm-hmm. peace, which is like the big, the big reveal of the end of this is peace, ultimately, right? All right. Well, we covered the episodes. Yeah, that's it. We just took a direct route to the end, and that's yeah, the secret amazing. is peace. So <laughs> that was a really big, like, fucking, come on. At the end, I thought of a pretty great pair of episodes, but I was going to tell a story that my, I have the same thing, Veronica, and it's like, I have, I have a thing where what's normal, when you normally lose something, you know, Ben, how you'll have that thing and you'll find it and you'll go, oh, I remember putting this here. Often I experience where I have no recollection of putting it somewhere. Like I'll find the thing on a shelf. You're a second, second like, other person. A, yeah. It's like, there's another uh, like a, another part of my brain at work. It's like I feel like I'm Ganesh and I have other arms that are like secretly taking things and putting them in other places while I'm not paying attention. It is so frustrating. And a, a little devil Ganesh. A little devil. Cutie. <sighs> so thanks for understanding. Yeah, no, I I, I feel bad for you guys. That, that sucks yeah. to just be Well, like, we do want your have pity. Have a hidden enemy in there hiding stuff on you. Yeah. I've been doing it's terrifying. very... Very heavy meditations on it. It could be esoteric or it could be sci-fi. Like, however you want to explain it. It's like... Now, do you like light incense and stuff? How deep into the meditation stuff are you getting? When I go and meet that other guy that does things when I'm... What? (laughs) Yeah, let's follow that. When you go meet the other guy. (laughs) The other me. The other dude. The dude of... uh, Okay. <laughs> I thought it was like a guru or something. I was kind yeah, of worried. Yeah, I was. It, you're just an onion. You just like keep just. There's a new series of questions with every I answer. Like, I, feel, I feel like saying I'm sorry, but I also feel. Uh, no, you should be saying you're like welcome. I should Never. Just keep going. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, a you're welcome situation. You're welcome. So no, I. I don't do like, sometimes I do incense and stuff. I mostly just like, at this point, 2020, I've been meditating so hard so many times that it's like, I have visions pretty quickly. If I want answers for anything, I'll just go in like, but it's with like objects in like real world when I'm awake, I have to be like, (laughs) I have to do like therapy stuff, like pause take a breath, see my body position. I do like somatic medicine just to, uh, right. I mean, therapy, just to get myself back in my body because I will drift off forever. What do you think's worse, the like 2020 or the um, the future that they go to in Deep Space Nine where like everybody in LA is homeless? 
I mean, maybe everybody they're in, in San LA Francisco. is homeless. I think it, yeah, I mean, it's San Francisco. There yeah, just could be, be they could they could be on any number of streets when they film those scenes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it's pretty much that street under the bridge by Franklin that just is Deep Space Nine. Isn't yeah. it? Isn't it uh, kind of like uh, cynical that they they take a bunch of people, they hire them as extras, and then they dress them as a bunch of homeless people, and then they go and film it in the streets. Oh, that's so true. And by future, I mean the past in Deep Space Nine, but at the time it was supposed to be the future. The future. Okay. The future so of us, lay the off me. No, don't worry. The pervs are not coming coming for you for that. They're coming for you for other reasons. To just like trim my mustache hair and put it in <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, if that's bag. their thing. And get turned by it. Um, Snort my fucking mustache hair. Speaking of pervs, one time um, my ex-boyfriend used to paint like interiors for rich people and he would do, his, the company he worked for would do like murals and stuff. And um, there was this kid, they were painting, he was painting like a, a rich kid's room. <laughs> and the mom was like, just do whatever he says. And so at first he did these like hyper-realistic like sports, you know, like a bat and a ball and a glove, like sort of like realistically, like they would do this often, like leaning against a wall. But then the guy was like, I also want like, um, like dinosaurs in it. Okay, great. And then he kept expanding it. At one point he was like, Ooh, also that guy from Family Guy. I want that guy Quagmire. So there's this had to paint Quagmire. There's like hyper realistic stuff in it. Quagmire. Every time I think about it, it makes me so happy. I hope they didn't change. Oh, I it. thought for sure he was gonna be like, now how about a big pair of boobies? Well, it's, like I thought it was gonna be something like that. The equivalent. I mean, I mean I'm into that. I had a Quag- dinosaur on my wall for way too long. I like it never like my mom painted it on the wall when I was a kid and then like there was never an offer to paint over it at any time like it was just there so I had to like (laughs) cover it up with other shit as I got older and you could kind of see like fucking t-rex arms poking out (laughs) from like behind a poster and shit why were you so disempowered to think about paint it's a great question there you go Terry Gross it's a great question. Why was I so disempowered to think about paint? Um, I'm going to have a long session with the episode, old therapist about that one. And this episode, again, brought to you by Sherwin-Williams. Sherwin-Williams, paint your world it with joy. <laughs> yeah, your parents don't like, if you go, go to the basement and get like a fucking can of paint, they're going to be like, what the hell are you doing? Well, how old drip are you, shit though? all over the floor. But did you assume it or did you ask? Also, yeah, I'm kind of wondering because like there was <laughs> points in my childhood where I, I was allowed to paint my room. Me too. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, I guess um, maybe I assume maybe I should have been fucking stronger. You're right. I'm so sorry. I should have. And like, also you're like wilding out right now in terms of what's actually on your walls. It's just like a guy's leg. I assume he's a karate guy. This is an old prop from Workaholics. It's a yeah. um, it's a Dolph Lundgren yeah. Um, cardboard <laughs> cutout from, I think, season six of Workaholics. Yeah. Um, it looks like you're in like a really fun bathroom, but it's actually, those are sound absorbing things. These are sound absorbent tiles. I don't know how good a job they do or this, you're the second person to bring up the bathroom look of this place. It's the plant. Are they? I, oh no, it's the ceramics. No. And that your hair is wet. <laughs> is it ceramics? Like how do they work? Are they, did you glue them there? Yeah, they just stick on. They're, they're not foam, ceramic. Right? They're just foam. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. I don't think hair ceramics is not would wet, do a very good job. But and now you're making me think maybe I gotta wash my hair. Hey, just what we need is a, a dry shampoo in this situation. You don't need to wash it. You just gotta get some of that some of that Trex in the City brand dry shampoo. Buy some at your local Amazon. Did you know you have a local Amazon? You do kind of have a local Amazon in terms of which country you're in. I had to sign up for a different Amazon when I went to Canada. So I've lived through it. Good to know. It's, bit, it's right. basically local. Well, that's been that segment. <laughs> How's your dog? Jane is great. Human human name. She A lot of fireworks in um, the Los Angeles yeah. area Sorry throughout the pandemic. And... She's not crazy about that. 
And so yeah. she will frequently find the most uncomfortable looking place to hide during the fireworks. For her or for you to reach? For her. She'll she'll find I mean she'll be near me, but she'll like dig like she tried digging out a bunch of stuff from a bookshelf and hiding under that. Like I had to move stuff out so she could get under there. She's smart. We've like we've she's, so she's learned smart. some new tricks. She can jump. I can make my my arms into a ring and she can jump through. That's cool. And then- Mm-hmm. I couldn't even do that when we tried that trick. Yeah. We like, and we spent a lot of time. You got a lot of treats. Spent a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of, well, got treats. You know what? Got to think no about good. those treats. Yeah. We're working on barking on command. I did get that one. That's our, that's um, our la- latest trick that we're trying out. Why would that be? I guess, why would you need that? But maybe because it's like she barks a lot speak? and there's i would say there's a really high probability we're going to hear her at some point in the recording of this podcast and yes. supposedly yeah. if you teach your dog to speak they bark on their own a lot less it's one of those weird counterintuitive things right that makes total sense so like they're like well i'm barking to try to get this dude's attention now i know some words i don't need to be like well well that's exactly it yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow wow okay so you go like this and you say speak and, and she does it and she's like wow wow mm-hmm. she's like wow Essentially. wow <laughs> i got you to say it you know you know in spanish uh in spanish all the all the animal sounds are very different than in english through, lay some on yes. us. i, yeah, I, I yeah. want to know yeah this. yeah so like what a cat a cow- in okay. english is meow what is it in spanish um it's like kupakara or something. It's like something so completely like insane. It's like uh, meow, 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 meow. Okay, well, that looks pretty similar. It's, it's identical. <laughs> you write, you write very, very M- similar on that one. You write M-I-A-U, meow. Uh, okay, okay. spell is different at least. Okay, what about a cow? That one's spelling. Moo? A cow says moo. Okay, and in Spanish? M-U, but okay, there's like an animal that's... <laughs> Completely okay. the same sound. Now a dog is a dog not like what about a dog? A dog is not bark. Uh dog says wow wow. Okay. So here we say bow wow. No. So, <laughs> you say woof woof. No? Um yeah, it's that's true. another one. There is a there is a bow wow is also is, thrown in, which in the bow wow is not as accepted as woof woof. Um you say woof and we say wow. Uh in Russian dogs say gaff gaff. Gaff gaff. Gaff gaff. Gaff gaff. So Anna knows Russian. She's laying on us some new Russian animal sounds. What about um it's very different. A chicken. Um we say cluck cluck in English. Pio 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 pio. Oh this is a good one. Yeah that's yeah. the one. The one that pio, you pio. Pio, pio, okay, like so... pi like the Pope. P I O. Oh Pio Pio. Sure sure sure. Pio Pio. Pio Pio. I like that one. It's like shooting a, a ray gun. A tiny chicken shooting right chickens. Mm-hmm. You know that this episode has the longest laser phaser fight in all of TNG. Seventy shots. Damn. And it's in uh, in good old Griffith Park. Yeah. Speaking of my like dog, Park. like that was like what I thought I was like. Oh, I know exactly where this is. Really? Where? Yeah. Um, it's uh, if you go up that trail on Commonwealth and take a loop around, there's a little inlet. It's got a name. It's called like Cedar. Grove or something like that. Of course. And it it's this little tucked away. It looks a little bit more woodland than the rest of the trail because the rest of the trail looks pretty dusty. And there it's got pines and stuff and it looks like an actual forest. And it's just really tiny and they film a ton of stuff there. And then if you keep going up that curve, there's this great overlook of the city and it's where they film a ton of car commercials. So they're always like, stop. You, you go for a hike with your dog and they're be some crew guy with a headset on, like being like, oh, please stop, or like waving you through. But <laughs> that fight was in that little spot. I think there's a couple fake looking rocks, obviously, that they threw in there. Oh, man. I'd love to have a fake rock from TNG. Uh, so, yeah, the fake rocks were were fake because they, they, they had to do everything in post because it was fire season. So they couldn't pew, really. Pew. Yeah. They, they couldn't, couldn't use really. actual lasers like they normally did. Yeah, they had yeah. 
uh, most of the budgets on lasers, um, which they use lasers for phasers most of the time. This is interesting. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm. (laughs) Hi everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app. Ben, I have a question. Uh, so you worked in Lower Decks. I do, yeah. Yeah, this is this question brought to you by Anna, our, our producer, who is... This is, yeah, um, Anna, the producer's guiding question. Guiding our... Vero well, is now pawning off as her own question. But. I am inspired on my own. I'm inspired on my own. And then I'm now I'm seeing the chat that says something. Mm-hmm. So last time we had you in the, in the pod, you were kind of unable to share a much Mysterious. about anything and now the show has premiered and yeah the show uh, hadn't been announced last time i was on wow. so i couldn't really talk about it because cbs is a real scaredy cats about everything i um, mean they're scary cats mm-hmm. they're scary they're scary cats right yeah i'm terrified and so so now we can say what show it is because it's out it's been out making season two yeah star trek lower decks it's a show that we all enjoy except nobody has seen it besides me well, yeah. I mean, the whole world has seen it. <laughs> the whole world, the the people, the the small portion of people who have CBS All Access have seen oh, it, which is like, the people you know, who have seen it. That was the curse. People. There they that are. That was a curse I lived through. Yeah. There's a curse you lived through. Well, being in a in a CBS All Access show, and it's like, oh my god, people who are on CBS All Access love it, but the people who are on CBS All Access are like, you know, a hundred people. Yeah, it's weird. You know, I, I have I have CBS All Access. I don't watch anything on it, other than I watch like, so many shows on it. Star Trek. It's like the main place where I watch shows: Star Trek, Discovery, Lower Decks, um, the, the New Good MacGyver, Wife, The Good Fight, Good w- uh, Survivor, Strange Angel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These are my shows. I don't watch Interrogation because I'm on it, and I have a sex scene, and it's incredibly cringy. And I'm not saying that like, oh, it's hard for me to watch. I am very bad. What minute? What minute? How sexy? Super sexy. The sex part is actually not that bad. It's actually incredibly normal and doesn't seem like, that doesn't seem, the parts when I'm cringy are like, when I'm like, hi, I seem like I'm in a different show than everybody else. (laughs) Like people are like, hey, we're normal. And I'm like, hey, I'm acting. It's so crazy. Like, Was the filming comfortable and stuff? Yeah, I I was like, oh, the director will tell me if I'm being too, and nope. (laughs) It was just like, I don't think I can even address that. I don't have time. One of the first things I ever did, I did a, um, like, it was essentially a student film. And it was, this girl wrote it, and it was about a dominatrix who meets a regular guy, and she wants to date him, but, like, is afraid to tell him that she's a dominatrix. Um, so I played this regular guy and we're supposed to have a sex scene and I'd never really done a sex scene before. So I'm kind of nervous and, you know, we're both kind of naked and we're in bed and we're trying to like pretend like we're having sex. And then you look over and there's like a little overweight guy with a smoke machine, just like blasting fucking random shit. It's hard to stay, it's hard to stay present. I will say that, like, the reason it was easy is because, like, I feel like acting gets easier the closer the person's face that you're acting with is to you. Mm -hmm. So I can't, it's hard for me to, like, overdo it when somebody's right here. You know, your voice is quieter, your expressions are more subdued, you're not, like, so. I get, like, I have two, there's two routes, as always with me. There's, like... That over, like, I feel my face is so chill 
And then I see what I've done and it's like, wow, she's made of, yes, same. of melted plastered or something. It's crazy. And then the second one is like, I am feeling so many feelings and like really present and in the moment. And then I see that I rewatch the thing and it just looks like, yeah. <laughs> like flat, like a flat just, and I'm like, where are all the emotions? It's, I lighting. Was, it's crazy. You always have to like, um, I don't know. I, from Natalie Portman's masterclass, I learned two things regarding what we're saying. One, with a uh, overweight new. guy doing the smoke. She has a specific direction about that. A full class, a chapter. I'm Natalie Portman, and here's my first lesson. I'm Natalie Portman. When, so she's oh yeah, like, very good impression of Natalie Portman. She's just like, I love her. I'm um, so she says that you have to do take the entire room around you because there's so much happening in a set, even though you're just like pretending to be this like intimate whatever conversation and you kind of like take it all and put it behind your eyes like as if the entire room could be inside your brain and so that you feel like I don't know it's so it's a way to acknowledge that things are moving around you and just like and you're not it's just not being affected by it instead of just like flowing with it and I found that very useful it's crazy so I like, think the, like a secondary I think like a, the next podcast you should do is just you re-explaining Natalie Portman's masterclass and just kind of like going through each lesson and just saying what you liked or didn't like about it's it. It's weird that it, it, it's going to last bit, probably like a very long time. Three seasons of this <laughs> new podcast. Wait, and how long is the actual lesson? Like 10, <laughs> 10, 10, ten hour. Ten <laughs> it's a, no, it's less, like a four-hour total thing. Uh, and the second thing uh, she said... I fully forgot. Oh, no, no. She said, like, you should check the takes after because sometimes you really don't know how your face is moving, what it, what it's doing. So if if they let you, you should try to, like, s see, like, a playback or something. I, can't, so, I mean, it's tough. To, I mean, me. I, get, I, don't, I don't know how you guys do it watching yourself and stuff. I, I straight up can't do it. I found some, yeah, and I haven't acted on camera in a while. Um, now I mostly just do, like, voiceover work like on fucking lower decks or something but i was emptying out space on my computer and i found a bunch mm. of self-tapes i made <laughs> over the years i would and man pay it was press brutal to see those it i would pay money brutal you should have a patreon for people to just, just to see get my those. old self -tapes. i would pay that's actually a pretty good that. idea i think it is I a good idea it. i thought about putting my self-tapes on on like a private thing where you have to give me money. My OnlyFans is just old self-tape. OnlyFans for acting reels is a great idea because I would love to see so many people's self-tapes from the past or just from currently. Janie, Paula Tompkins' wife, does it sometimes. She'll put all her self-tapes on Instagram and it's fascinating. I'm She'll, always like, make shocked fun of herself. people do that. Um, it's I'm fascinating. I'm always shocked too. I like, have been putting photos, like just screenshots or, or just stills of self-tapes in my Instagram lately for shits and giggles and then I every time I see it I'm like whoa it is a commitment to like being a certain type of person yeah I, I mean I can't even I can't even put a photo of myself on Instagram much less a fucking like self-tape oh my Instagram is a shrine for myself yeah it is and that's yeah I, I but like, I'm okay, jealous of people who can do that that is my uh, my thesis like how much can I just do my own do you say feces my thesis Thesis? My thesis. Mm -hmm. My thesis. <laughs> My thesis. You're particularly, you're, you're, your you're deliberately making them sound. You're <laughs> leaning into it, definitely. So the, um, I wonder if the paint thing has to do with not being able to look at a photo of yourself. Is it part of it? Um, like your mom not letting you paint? Yeah. And well, you know, I painted a bunch. I was a pretty artistic person, so. Um, it was more, I think, wall, actual wall paint. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that. And that's the end of our ability to therapize Ben. But if you yeah. would like to get therapy, go to BetterHelp. Does that count as an ad? Can it be an ad? Thanks. Is that a place? Better go to BetterHelp? BetterHelp. Better Don't go help. to BetterHelp. BetterHelp okay. gets mad at us. 
and we get docked actually pay every time somebody checks out better health and um, you get doxxed they'll put your fucking, they'll put your address and stuff online which is right fucked online. up from like a therapy place it's true well better health isn't a therapy place it's a doxing company um so this episode of star trek there's a uh a, a netflix a netflix title obviously what all right there's well, investigate. This is Gambit. <laughs> There's Gambit a One, title. Gambit Two. According to Netflix, this episode is called Gambit One. I don't know. Followed by Gambit Two. It's a two-parter. It's pretty funny. While investigating the death of Captain Picard, Riker is abducted by a group of intergalactic archaeological thieves. Now that's the intro for episode one. And fuck. What, Veronica? I have, well, I have, while well, investigating Picard's apparent death. <laughs> you have like a different a second one? Version. No, I just have a Memory Alpha one. Oh, okay. You guys could also like, because you guys watched the episode, you could say it. Like, you know, just come up with it. No, we like to read what the, what the internet thinks it's about. Okay. So that we can critique that. So we can break down what you think it's about. Okay. Wait, we could say it. <laughs> We could, we could say, say it. it. We could say it. There's, it, it's okay. It's an emotional episode. It's about basically people thought that people think Picard's dead. Of course he's not dead because we know there's more episodes after it. But the, I thought he was dead the whole time. I couldn't even after he this reappeared, did it? Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was just an, a clone. It might be. But there's, you know, like... I'm Galen. And isn't Galen the name... A smuggler named Galen. (laughs) Isn't the name Galen from, like, the Inner Light episode? Wasn't that his name? No. I can't remember his name, but his... Somebody's um, name was Galen. His name is Pad Thai. No. His, like, professor, his, like, old mentor is Galen. His buddy's name is Katai. Katai, Yeah. Someone's name is Galen. Katai. Katai. Galen was an alias. Um, Yeah. Yeah, no. No? Just this episode? We had um, the action figure of Galen in the writer's room at Lower Decks. And it would always... Because the the toys... I love those Playmate toys. um, Because they made one for fucking everything. And I used to always... But they still look like toys. Is that the one you sent me a picture of? Yeah. The one that I have, the Tasha Yar? The idea of some kid being like, oh, my God, Picard is Galen. (laughs) I love you, Dad. You got it. It's Picard as the traitor Galen, as the the intergalactic smuggler. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's the mercenary, Octon Betar. Ah, my favorite. Well, actually... I do like those version ones. Veronica, you'd like a Torres or a Salazar. Dad, you got me the outrageous Akona. Oh my gosh. I can't did they make the best Christmas ever. Did they make one for um the the guy that's made out of Melty Mascara in the episode where Tasha Yar dies? Oh yeah, fucking What's his Armis. Name? Armis. Ar- An Armis doll. That would rule. That would make a cool paper ring. <laughs> be my friend he's not even no he doesn't want you to be your friend he just he's hates fucking you gar- he's like fucking oscar the grouch you, yeah but how isn't can that we, what, like, how can we manage to extract armas out of this uh country that's what i'm wondering right I'm sorry. that's I'm the way like, to talk about yo, it sorry to get real here if, if you but thought how do we, we get weren't gonna armas get real the fuck out you should have honestly not <laughs> shown up today because we are going to get real honey yo i'm sorry honey I got to get real here. Let's get Armis the fuck out of here. <laughs> what we really need to do, this is what we really need to deal with is Armis. Uh, let me see. Can you I imagine can people like, like in the planet where, where Armis used to live podcasting about him? Just being like, come on, guys. Like, we, there's got to be a better way. Just in like. Hmm. I, I, <laughs> the resistance against Armis. Yeah. Or just even like. The idea that there's some... We're now cutting to news that Armis has taken over the capital. We go now to Armis. 
All right. <laughs> I love when the news drowns out the reporters. <laughs> it always happens. Every time Alice plays something, I'm like. Yeah. All right. The advertisers might have a problem with that one. You couldn't hear any of the copy. It was just all noise. <laughs> like some voice was interrupting just, the song. It's not loud. It's not very loud to me. How about this? You know what? They'll yeah, can you still hear things? Yeah, yeah, I can still hear you. <clears throat> this works. But this wouldn't be the part when people are talking. Hi, and we're just welcome. getting news. Oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> oh, turns out both newscasters showed up today, even though one called in sick. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I just God, came to look for some fucking, things and heard the music. I would gladly watch this news, this vibe <laughs> in the news. Hi. <laughs> Oh, oh, hi. <laughs> um, where's he? Oh, like, just like so unprepared oh. from the game. Oh. <laughs> Let me put these chips away. <laughs> Somebody's always eating. Sorry, I didn't have a, I didn't have a minute. I just came. Uh, have you been in that place by the subway? All right. Um, there is. We got to get into this episode, you guys. We got to get into it. Yo, There's so many, so many good moments, and it was honestly. I want to go right to the confrontation with Troy and Riker in the ready room because it's amazing. Ooh. She's oh, just yeah. like. I feel like we should preamble yelling. a little bit. Yes, to we should preamble a little. Talk bit. about what happens before that because it's going to be kind of confusing that Captain Picard is just dead. But basically, they're on Star Wars planet. What's the planet where Ben? You'll know things. Where? What's the bar in Star Wars? The cantina. That, that they yeah that they always replicate on this show whenever they want to yeah, do like. Yeah, I mean Star Wars definitely set the standard for space bars, yeah. and this is their version of yeah. you know the cantina scene or Jabba the Hutt's fucking place. Yeah, this exactly. is like the this is like Draken Draken three or whatever, and it's the it's the bar. So they're they like got a bunch of great cast of characters in there. Great mm-hmm. cast of characters. So there is um, one guy who knows what happened. They're basically tracking Picard. They find his DNA. There's like one guy. Um, Real weasel. And, and everybody's playing their part. You know, Deanna's like hitting on somebody. And uh, Riker's like, great story, guys. <laughs> it's like getting along with people. Worf came up with a funny little cover story that some guy knocked up Riker's sister. And it actually works, which is amazing. It's the only thing that worked to get any information out of anybody, which is pretty advanced. Really Crusher finally gets a little badass moment, right? Where she's the one she's. Yeah, she's the one like with her like beret, her leather beret. Yeah, yeah. I like when they like Crusher. They, they like let her do something other than it never really looks right. But something yeah. other than saying, I don't know. Commander, I told My friend tells me you know something about the man we're looking for. The only reason I'm talking to you is that I have a sister, too. I explained to him that we are looking for a man who impregnated your sister. So you can imagine how much this means to me. <laughs> Family honor is important. If someone had defiled my sister, I would do anything. Defiled. anything to find the one responsible. Um, and I then, got defiled. And like, how much might anything be? Everybody's been defiled. I know. Of gold Why does it automatically that she's been defiled? Maybe she wanted to get pregnant. To she's been trying for years. Look, this guy has my same hair. Look. On your way, you're <laughs> I'm sorry, but I think he wants to stay. Sit down. That's my sister. She's angry. She's got a vicious temper. I wouldn't cross her. You say one word, and you're all right. So, so look, the fact the, the big bartender. Oh, okay, Vero's doing a good impression of the guy. Ooh, that is kind Can of. Can you see it? Mm-hmm. It's oh, a good okay. impression. Wow. Doing it. She's doing a great impression, kind of using hair. her hair to give herself a double chin. It, it, you got to use your imagination a little bit. A There's a um a little bit of a discrepancy with this scene. He's like, "Oh, she impregnated your he impregnated your sister." You're picturing this damsel, you know, this teen. This like innocent child person, and then wow, you Beverly went deep comes on up the back on Worf's <laughs> lie. And then, well, it's like they're acting like this woman was impregnated against her will, and it's this 
It's this like late forties woman. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, come on. She's not that old. Well, the guy's not like, whoa, wait, wait. that's the lady who got pregnant. (laughs) I mean, shouldn't she like keep it? Maybe it's a good, good thing. I don't know. She probably wasn't expecting (laughs) to get pregnant at this point in her life. I mean, you know, like it's a miracle. She had to think about it. Uh, Let's just say she should think about it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just giving a lot of credit to Worf that this was his story. I, it's genius. Worf never ha- comes up with a, a the the it clever se- and plan, and it seems kind of tame for Worf. Have you ever totally. asked a, a friend who's not like artistic to write a story, and then you read it and you're like, and that's why you don't? Damn. Yeah, no? most of my friends who aren't artistic, I'm like, hey, what are you doing tonight? You want to write me a little story before I go to bed? <laughs> Like, oh yeah, we're just gonna, we're just about to watch the game. Oh, can you put it on a puppet show instead? We got a couple minutes to t- to kill. Like, just write up a little story for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're you're you do accounting most of the day, but I think you got a story in there somewhere. I know you're on the L.A. Parks and Recreation Board, uh, and you're the person responsible for uh, booking out all the different uh, parks and fields for little league teams, but. Actually, that is kind of creative. I don't, I, you know, who, who am I to say what's Commander, creative? Commander, I what's told not? him someone fingered your sister's butthole. <laughs> Worf. What? Commander, why did I you told tell- him your sister had a safe word and that the safe word was popcorn, but he didn't know what it was. And so when they got into it, like really into it, and anyway, um, so this they figure out that Worf is, I mean, the, the Captain Picard is dead. He's definitely mm. dead. Even He's though on phased. this show, it being space, this is the second episode we've actually covered where somebody's like, well, there's somebody's just dead. Oh, well. Like the last episode we watched, Jordy's mom was dead. And everybody's like, well, she's just dead. We haven't found her, so she's probably dead. And it's like, wait, it's space. This happens all the time. We should really, you have to really verify if somebody's dead. But whatever. Yo, listen, y'all. It's space. That's what I'm saying. And... But they do some CSI shit and, you know, they fucking spray the wall. They figure out he's dead. They do oh, this is a wall. great scene. But then, so. Look at the so, staging of this shit. What about it? Be the one to deliver the eulogy. It's classic kind of TV stuff where they're they both looking out into space and mm-hmm. Riker's like way Probably. up in the foreground. And she's over his shoulder in the background. Deanna, you mean? The way no one ever talks. We mm-hmm. face up to what's happened. You're in command now. The crew's looking to you for guidance. You don't understand. I can't give the eulogy because I won't be at the service. Well, a memorial service helps to give everyone a sense of completion. Helps them begin the healing process. That's exactly the point. I don't want to heal. Will. I have an open wound. Right here, it hurts like hell. I don't want it to get better. And I don't want to pretend that everything's all right. I know you're angry. You're damn right. Here we go. This is what I'm talking about. Seriously. And I intend to stay angry until I find whoever's responsible for the captain's death. Well, that's pretty selfish of you. Do you think you're the only one in pain? Do you think you have the monopoly on loss? Well, let me tell you something. We're all hurting and we're all angry. And whether you like it or not, you have a responsibility to this crew. And you can't just indulge your personal desire for revenge. That is enough, Counselor. Deanna. I'm sorry. Amazing. This is where I want kiss. This is not about revenge. This is about justice. The captain died in a bar fight for nothing. Somebody has to answer for that. Then I can mourn. Fantastic. I do. I love the staging of this show. It's so theatrical. It's, it's amazing. There's like, it's very soap opera influenced, but that was a great scene from Deanna. She did good stuff. She did good work. The next scene when he talks to the admiral about his new mission, I think is really funny because the admiral is just like very amenable 
to something that makes no sense. Yeah, he switches. At least they finally got the Admiral uniform right. Yeah. To the entire Federation. Now, I see that you asked to postpone your mission to the Argus sector. For what reason? I have a request, sir. I would like to conduct an investigation into Captain Picard's death. The Desican authorities have jurisdiction in this case, Commander. I know that, sir. Frankly, I don't have much confidence in the authorities on Desica, too. There's every reason to believe that they're corrupt. Well, I suspect you're right. The question remains, are you the one to pursue this? The captain's death hit me pretty hard. And I may not be completely objective. Mm -hmm. But there's no one who is more determined. I won't rest until I find out who's responsible. <laughs> All right, Commander. I'm officially placing the Enterprise on detached duty. Your mission is what? at your discretion. Okay, I'm I fucking know. sorry about that. What are you talking about? They've never let Picard do anything he wants to do, ever. It's like, Riker's oh, I think a little it's, bit suaver. It's know? crazy. He's like, uh, well, I'm not the most objective. My point exactly, but I really want to. Okay, you go, 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 at a boy. It's so patriarchal. It really rubbed me. It really stuck in my craw. That they let him investigate yeah. Picard's death. It's crazy. I Don't think, you think it, it's because everybody loves Picard so much. That, like, well, if they love Picard so much, there. they should have let Picard do cool things when he asked the upper echelons of the Federation. Every but single it, time he asks, like, I want to go after these guys, the Federation would be like, no, you're so bad at everything you do. You gave the Borg guy back to the Borg. Everything you do sucks. It's ridiculous. And now... Do you think they're just like, they don't want to lose Picard because he's so great? Oh, maybe. They're like, uh, well, <laughs> your ship's pretty useless without Picard. You might as well go. We can get yeah, anybody else to do this other mission. <laughs> you're not the Enterprise anymore. You're like, the Enterprise. Yeah, maybe. All right, well, you in the universe, explain that one, that fun bit away. Um, let's <laughs> go to the next. Yeah, that, that one didn't rub me. I mean, there's shit to criticize in this episode, and I feel like that that's that's low on the the priority list. This is like every cop movie where it's like, you killed my partner. Aren't you too close to this? Please, you got to give me a chance. All right. This is them just doing business, it's getting the, the story. It's the law and order judge that's like, I'll allow it. There's two biz, big business moments. There's this one where they have to like justify why the fuck they're letting him like investigate this shit. And then there's the other one where they explain the energy sheath where your eyes kind of glaze over where they have to do all this work on why they can't find the ship. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have to do a lot of uh, techno babble. But um, the scene with uh, in Griffith Park is mostly just shooting. Um but then right after it, we get a cool cameo from... That extra that Riker talks to in the Griffith Park. Is, oh, the extra that... Yeah, that is a really good scene. She acts with her mouth open. She's just like... She's like, well, I don't have any lines, so... I want to do that. I want to silently just like gesticulate weirdly. This is season seven, right? Mm -hmm. So they're getting down to the nitty gritty and they let the one ensign who normally doesn't have lines they give her a lot of stuff to do on the bridge which is yes. kind of nice to see i saw that too i was like leave her and she's great she was in the cosby show yes i was like leave her there why do don't we ever just i don't know keep like an a, a black woman ensign just with speaking lines to just be that person why does it have to be data she played sandra huxtable that that's sandra this is the uh, extra that Riker gives verbal direction to who cannot respond because she's an extra. I'm going to head for those trees over there. If I can get there, we might be able to set up a crossfire. <laughs> Great job. These guys fucking fuck. They're so cool looking. They're a bunch of Van Halen... All right, so they... So it's a Vulcan lady, a redhead lady of some species, a guy from Van Halen, and then they take Riker away. 
And that's what happens for the listeners at home. So yeah, some convenient rock walls to hide behind. Some some good shields. Great look. I, I of love the fucking seeing bandits. them in sequence. Just like our three heroes just in sequence just get behind the rocks one by one. Mm-hmm. It was like mm-hmm. it was cute. Jordy actually hops in front of a rock wall. That's like Jordy they're does. still firing at him and he like hops in front of a thing. <laughs> like Well, he's such a master engineer like a that he knows Master at like, chill. Yeah, getting in front of the rock can it can throw people off so much that they'll shoot around you. I mean, that's next level shit. That's really a... <laughs> he's on a whole new thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that Also, that uh, so that mercenary that looks like a... To me, when I first saw him, I was like, oh, this looks like the Neverland kids. That's the design of the mercenaries. If, if like, the Neverland kids, like... Like the were, like Rufio. Were taken out. Yeah, it's, he's Rufio. Like, if they were taken out... Yeah. You know who he reminded me of is the... Um... The kid, fr- you know, the in Big, his best friend. Big, I didn't watch Big. Big, the movie with Tom Hanks. Yeah, I don't remember it to a degree that I would remember his best friend. Though. So his name is Jared Rushton, <laughs> and this is him. And I think that's what. <laughs> oh he my looks god! Like. Yes, yes. He looks, and it took me a long. I've been trying to. He's the kid from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids as well. Yes, yes. Ugh. No wonder. Yeah. It's just, he just seemed familiar. These are the mercenaries. I love this guy. How long will it take to repair? I can try to realign love. the core. It'll take at least a Love him. Bran. Is that, is, what's his name? Bran. So the, I love no, this the, guy because he's got like a pretty good Brooklyn accent. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the tech support guy that is always put upon? No, the leader of the bad guys. The leader. He doesn't work yeah. But I like the tech support guy who's like, ugh. Tech support guy, he's the guy who I think looks like the kid from Honey, I Shrunk the Kid. <laughs> okay. He's got like that 80s kind of like what Bart Simpson hair would look like in real life, except with a mullet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which he, Bart probably would end up there anyway. Yeah. They sh- <laughs> it's shocking that Bart didn't have a mullet, huh? I know, but like imagine those like four triangles like uh uh plopping out of his yellow mm-hmm. neck it would it would be a thing it would be a question as to what it was i think um, maybe in, like in future a couple future barts have like i kind think of so a yeah like when yeah, he's yeah. a stripper oh, yeah, i think right. he's got kind of a mullet uh, this um barts. the main bad guy is in a great movie called invasion usa mm-hmm. where he plays like the the lead terrorist that chuck norris has to kill he he's also- a great Kind of corny bad guy. Corny bad guy. He looks like a um, like a labyrinth, right? Um, David Bowie. Like David Bowie. I, all I keep thinking of is David Bowie. Yeah, labyrinth. It was a while where movie villains always had that haircut. He's not great at picking people since nope, most of his men are undercover. One of the worst casting directors of his own journey that I've ever seen. But I'll have to shut the engines down completely. We're not stopping. We can't afford to be sitting here. <laughs> You're right. It's Brooklyn. Space. I want Warp 8 available in five hours. I want Warp 8. Your <laughs> warp 8. Give uh, me Warp, warp 8. 8. Warp 8. <laughs> what were you doing on Baratus 3? He thinks he's really... Commander SC. 231-427. That's a real uh, move not to just really. say his rank and name. Well, I am Optus Baran, and I don't have a number. I don't have number. a number. Now, what were you doing on Baratus Three, Commander? We were studying the ruins. It was a scientific expedition. Bullshit. Don't me. Those ruins have been studied for centuries. There's nothing new to learn from them. And what were you doing there? Go, Nix. <laughs> Yup, he's got a oh, neck don't gizmo. Commander, you can't remove it. It's a neural servo connected directly to your nervous it's system. Neural servo. It lets me control precisely how much pain you it's... feel. The setting is usually sufficient. However, if necessary, however, go much higher. <laughs> how long do you think that guy spends, These like in the bathroom after the, after the shower? After the shower. After shower. Reflecting. What happened to him? 
uh, doing several products, just like getting it this right. It's a you waste know? of time, Baran. <laughs> Get rid of him now. Her eyebrow. Her eyebrows are goals. They're like made they look like little little levers. Let the memory of his pain. That's a pretty poetic. Might Let the memory of his pain argue with him for a while. I know. I I read that line and I was like, whoa. Yeah. It's dangerous having someone with Starfleet on board. Dangerous. Might be profitable. A Starfleet commander, commander is a valuable hostage. Starfleet won't negotiate with us, but they'll pursue us as long as we have him. Have him. <sighs> this discussion is over. Get back to your post, babe. Like, I feel like they shot. didn't. I like the look of these guys. I don't think they they figure. Oh, it's Galen. <laughs> I love you, Dad. Galen the Great. No. Dad. <gasps> daddy. So, Daddy. <laughs> I love that he had to turn around and then look up to realize it was Picard when. <laughs> The first word you hear, you're like, Picard is here. He's alive. Like, I like no where Riker gets into like his him. full, like they give him the crazy hair future okay. where Borg took over, like, like frame of mind yeah. Riker face. Oh, whenever Riker's hair is messed up, you uh, know things are not going Frame right. of Shit's mind up. Fa- hair. Things are fucked up. Is give exact- me that frame of mind face. <laughs> Let's see. So the ship looks pretty bad, I think. If, I, if I'm going to criticize something from this episode, I think the look of the ship is not good. It's hard to do bad guys' ships because it's hard to be a master of space travel and also be a ruthless bad guy. Like, they kind of don't always go hand in hand. Like, it's always what's a little ridiculous about Klingons and stuff. There's, yeah, it's, it looks like a ship from TOS a little bit. Especially the comms. They're just like a bunch of goobly gobbledy like circles and shit, which isn't. Yeah, it looks like it's a like a Chuck E. Cheese type um, place where a kid would have a birthday. They already usually use like low lighting for bad guys ships. They don't actually have to do that much. But unfortunately, they did. Pretty well. Someone was doing a little too much. much It looks a little bit like a British workplace comedy. Yeah. And you wonder maybe they did borrow a ship from a British workplace comedy. Yeah, we're we're out of ships in our budget. If you could uh if you could lend us wait, sorry. The um, bridge of that ship is a redress of the USS Enterprise D's battle bridge. Uh with the most notable elements remaining from the original set being the view screen and the ceiling. The Enterprise D's nuts. That's right. Right. Ooh, 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 That's ooh. the one I like to ride. Oh. <laughs> um. That's the ship I like to ride. Um. And big casting in this one is you got Savic from Star Trek three and four playing a Romulan. Oh, is that the lady? Yeah, she's the one that, that has to nurture. I knew a, I recognized her. A pun faring Spock in Star Trek three. I knew I recognized her dulcet tones. Lieutenant Savic. Mm-hmm. The search for was Spock. Originally played by um uh what's her name from Cheers? BB Newirth. No. Um what's her name? No? Fucking you totally agree with her politics. She's like your <laughs> political icon. Oh. Uh um, Elizabeth Warren? No. Christy Alley. <laughs> That's Alice's like kind of political idol. She's she's my political like more of a like a yeah, she's like my political mentor. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah, Chris Daly and Robin, Robin Curtis. Uh, I I like the guess of Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> Just like throwing things Famous, out there, you know? Yeah, you know the, Massachusetts the actor Senator. from Cheers, Elizabeth Warren. That's why. That's how she made a name for herself in Massachusetts. They all knew her as like, oh, that, oh. that professor who's always drinking at Cheers. You know... <laughs> If you get local beers on tap, we could support these local communities that are working so hard here in... in That's so good. You're welcome. You're welcome, all of you. That's so good. Pocahontas, you mean? (laughs) Ah, shut up, Armis. (laughs) He's also on Cheers. 
<laughs> he wa- he like floats Armus! in. Armus! Ah, <laughs> uh, my fucking wife. You want a beer? I hate beer, but he still gets one. What I love about this, like how committed and good Picard is at pretending to be an entire second person with an entire second agenda, like. Oh, he's got my favorite line. What a tangled web we weave. What a tangled web we weave. He's so good at it. I mean, this is a a really funny episode because there's so many double crosses. There's too many. Yeah, and he makes a note of it at a certain point. Yeah, there's too many guys. When he can't keep it straight anymore, I'm like, yeah, this is... The writers have just had enough. Dan, look, Picard is an Aquarius. This episode, the whole, like so much of it, I'm like, man, making TV's hard. Oh, that's not, I don't feel like that's a good thing. Um, we can skip right to the scene where he just hits Picard because I feel like if we see this entire scene, we'll run out of time. But there's a great moment where Picard's like, so we have to pretend to be enemies. And um, you understand that that means you'll get closer to this guy. Mm-hmm. And Riker's like, yeah, that makes sense. We should do that. But if you and I become enemies, then there's a better chance of you and he becoming friends. All right. I'll do what I can. Okay, the door opens. Oh, shit. He hits him right away. That didn't see that coming. Um, what are you doing here? Getting some answers. Because you can't get him to talk. No one conducts an interrogation on this ship without my permission. Is that understood? I think the makeup in this episode looks really great, except um, I, I don't know that much about makeup. I'm curious how long it takes teeth to get made, because one thing I'll give the Klingons and like Quark or a lot of the Ferengi, or they give them teeth, fake teeth, which f- fucks up their speech. And that's why all the Ferengi all sound like, well, why? Human. Yes. Hey, human. What can I do you for? <laughs> like they can't really move their fucking mouths around that much. But in this episode, especially since this shit is all like HD now, everybody's human teeth really look funny with all these fucking prosthetics on, like uh, all around yeah. them. Right, 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 right. Exactly. It's just like because the they had them whitened. Are, yeah. Um, <laughs> and they're even like kind of like 80s, like yellowy teeth, but they're just clearly, it's like, oh, this is a guy with a costume on. <laughs> Worf's got some good shit in this. I think this is in the next episode, but Data yells at Worf and it's mm-hmm. probably the best. I think that is the next episode, but here's a preamble to that happening. It's one of my favorite scenes in this. In the whole series. Some kind of signal from the mercenary ship. These are Commander Riker's access codes. He's attempting to shut down our shields. That doesn't make sense. He knows those codes would have been changed as soon as he was captured. That is correct, Counselor. He does know. Mr. Worf, prepare to drop shields. Sir. God, they make Worf so stupid. I know. I'm aware of that. Sir, as soon as they see us. Mr. Worf. That is an order. So great to see Troy in the blue outfit, huh? (laughs) I love her in blue. It worked. The shields are dropping. It took them seven fucking seasons to put her in a fucking Starfleet uniform. Yeah, see? And there are no medical officers on the Enterprise, like, in comparison to the other ones, so it's nice to have the, the blue on there. Um... Yeah, it's a real palette. Uh, it's a nice pop of blue right there on the bridge. So um, that's the last scene of that episode in which Data both has to put Worf in his place a little bit and he has to also begin to participate in the titular gambit, which is then like, the <laughs> for some reason, this dipshit mercenary like captain is allowing both Baran. Picard and Riker. Baran is allowing both Picard and Riker to control his ship. Mm. And so they're fake firing on the Enterprise and the Enterprise is fake firing back and like pretending it gets hurt. And Baran's like, great, now let's yeah, get out of here. Yeah, they make Baran a little too stupid. Baran is an work. idiot. They should have made Baran undercover. They should have also made him a Federation officer. But yeah, that's that episode. A little boring. 
Thank you for being here. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production, executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all of the latest Forever Dog news.